We are now live. Hi everybody who's joining us. Um, I know we're a little bit early, we're not meant to start until two, but I just thought I'd let you all in. Um, just so you know, um, we had a really good webinar last week with Atkins, it was a huge success. Um, lots of people were live Atkins, live watching Atkins, lots of people have gone back and also watched the recorded version as well. Um, so don't forget if you couldn't join us then, you can today and you can also re-watch the Atkins um, webinar as well. What we've also decided to do um, over the past couple of days is chop down the Atkins webinar and also the Network Rail webinar as well and um, just so it's in kind of bite-sized chunks and um, so you'll be able to go back find out all the information within the Career Centre as well and um, it's under lots of different advice headings and um, so before you start applying to jobs and opportunities make sure and um, you do the thoroughly thoroughly research the employers watch these videos watch the insights so you can get a really good quality application in um, so yeah, it's it's two o'clock. So I think we should start if that's all right with everybody else. Um, so I'd just like to say hello everybody and thank you um, for joining us on the Network Rail webinar. Me and Jessica would like to also thank everybody who attended the Atkins webinar last week. Um, it was lovely, we had so many lovely comments after thanking Grad Cracker and Atkins for all the advice we gave you. Um, so much so, a lot of you have now signed up to this webinar, which is absolutely fantastic. And also the webinars that we're running in the future as well. So don't forget, don't miss out. All of the webinars can be found in the Career Centre. So register your interests and find out about them now. Um, so firstly, two introductions. Um, I know that you'll all probably, probably recognise um, me and Jessica, but for those who don't, hello everyone, my name's Carl. I am the Customer Relations Director at Gravcracker and I look after all of the employers who advertise with us. Jessica? Hello everyone, so yeah, a lot of you will hopefully recognise me, I've been out and about on campus and probably done quite a few presentations with you all in the past. Uh, but yeah, a big part of my role as Marketing Director is to uh, make you all aware of Gradcracker, all the amazing employers that we, we have on there and all their fantastic opportunities. So again, thank you all for joining us. Thanks, Jess. Um, so Network Rail has really fond memories for us. Um, it was the first insight that we held last year. Um, me and Jess went to the Network Rail headquarters in Milton Keynes. Um, we were really impressed by the campus style and nature of the facilities there. They've got shops, a gym, library, and the atmosphere was lovely as well. Um, friendly, welcoming. So if you haven't already seen the, seen the Insight Day, check it out. There's lots of really good advice, videos, images as well, so you can get to know what the Milton Keynes um, HQ looks like. And um, this is the day where we also met Michael. Michael, great to see you again. How are you? Yeah, I'm fine, thank you. Good, my love. Um, so for the members of the audience who haven't seen Insight Day, can you just introduce yourself, um, where and what you studied at university and what you do at Network Rail? So, yeah, obviously I'm Michael. I did electrical engineering at uni. I did a four-year MEng course. Um, and now I'm at Network Rail on the graduate programme, the electrical engineering graduate programme, and working within projects at the moment. Brilliant. And when are you due to finish the um, graduate programme, Michael? So I'll be finishing officially in September. Um, the way our program works is that as you get, as you start coming towards the end of the uh, graduate program, you're expected to go off and find a job that is interesting to you. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Good to see you again. Um, Adi, on to you. Can you just explain where you went to uni, what you studied, um, and what you do now at Network Rail? Yeah. Thanks. Um, yeah hi. hi. My name is Adi. I went to the University of Leicester, I got my master's in mechanical engineering and I joined in the same year as Michael and Alex uh, on the graduate mechanical engineering graduate scheme. Uh, at the moment, I've been working in root asset management uh, remotely with some colleagues in York, uh, just helping in asset protection and in a reliability improvement. Brilliant. Over to you, Alex. Hi everyone, I'm Alex. Um, I went to two different unis actually. I have quite a weird sort of start because I actually studied petroleum engineering. Um, that was in Manchester. Um, and then I moved down to Exeter and did a master's in civil engineering um, with management. Um, and 
I've actually just left the grad scheme. Um, so I've started my first job within Network Rail um, as a project engineer. Um, so I'm based on the southeast route. So that covers Kent, uh, Sussex, um, and some of the high speed stuff as well. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I'm looking mainly at sort of more geotechnical side of the side of things at the moment, but we'll, we'll see how it progresses. Brilliant. Yeah, I'd really like to thank all the grads for taking, and Nina, we'll introduce you in a second, Nina, um, for taking the time out today. I know you're all on, you know, courses or inductions and things like that. So they've literally just got, they've grabbed an hour. Um, so thank you very much for joining us today. So last by no means least, Nina, would you like Hi. to... Sorry, say that again, Carla? So I'm just going to say, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, so my name's Nina and I'm a part of the graduate attraction team at Network Rail. Fantastic. So what we're going to do is, is start with Nina um, and run in a similar format to what we did last week. So just get to know a little bit more about the, re the network rail recruitment process and then we'll go over to the grads and get their true insights about what, what life is like there. Um, hopefully again, we're going to ask all the questions that we think you, the audience, would like us to ask. Um, if, if we haven't asked a question, um, you, you can find my details on Gradcracker or Jess's. Um, just drop us an email, you know, if you, if you want to know something that we haven't asked, give us a shout and then we'll definitely get back to you. So, Nina, who is Network Rail? What are you all about? So, Network Rail owns, operates and develops Britain's railway infrastructure. Fantastic. And could you let me know a little bit more about your recruitment process? Um, so we know, kind of know how it goes. A student would um, find out about your placement and graduate opportunities on Gradcracker. Mm -hmm. Obviously, they, they can thoroughly research you um, on Gradcracker. You've got lots of good content on there, so videos, profiles, and things like that. Um, but then when they click through from us to you, what is the process after that? Okay, so once they come through to us, they'll complete their application. And then they'll be asked to do a, sorry. <clears throat> and then they'll be asked to do a psychometric test by Arctic Shores. So this measures your attributes and competencies, and it's a games-based app which you download on your phone. And by playing different games on the app, it helps us to understand your natural strengths and behaviours. And ultimately, we then get to know the candidate who's applied for the scheme. Yeah. So we'll be going live in September, October for the application. So if you're successful after the psychometric test. We then invite you to come and do an online virtual interview and then we'll invite you on to the assessment centres. Mm -hmm. So at the moment, we're hoping to get through the process from December to February, which will stagger due to the amount of schemes that we offer. And then if the candidate's successful, we then let you know in early March. Fantastic. And then that would be for the students to start in September the, the, the following year. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Brilliant. And with, will they meet you during this pro process, Nina? Can they put a face to a name? Possibly. I might be in the assessment centres or doing the virtual interviews. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, so there's obviously there's a lot of students out there who are thinking, right, so what, what should I do? What hints and tips would you give a student or a grad when they're applying for opportunities? So hints and tips. I probably take time to understand network rail. Yeah. Um, and if network rail is also suitable for you. So when you're applying, it's a two way process. So I think it's important for the candidate to know that network rail is, is right for them as much as they are for us. Um, so you can do this by researching as much as you can about the company, finding out if network rail aligns to your personal values and morals. Um, so say, for example, a candidate may find that flexibility at work is important to them. So it's important to find out if that particular value aligns to their own or if a candidate's interested in environment again it's it's important to find out if network rail follows the same values and morals as their own yeah I, th I think nina made a really good point there so it isn't just about the employer you know in this case network rail and mm. um, asking you questions uh, i know hundreds of employers and they are open to being asked questions too so like nina says it is a two-way process so i don't think that you are just going to sit there and get asked all the questions. It's, it's really good to show some interest. Um, what you could do is like research a project that you know that Network Rail is um, working on. And when you, during the interview or when you go to an interview, you can always ask them what it's about or what future plans that they've got. So don't forget, you know, it is a two-way thing. So that's, yeah, that's really good. Absolutely, talk. yeah. Um, and what emphasis do you put on preparation and at the importance of research? Is there any hints and tips that you could give there? 
Yeah, so I think it's important to research and prepare before approaching applications and especially interviews. Um, because I think candidates need to think about their university course and how the skills and experiences that they've learned on the course actually applies to the role. Mm-hmm. Um, so that when they go into or when they're filling out their application, they take time to write the correct answers or in the interviews when they're asked a question, how then skills can relate to the question that they're being asked. Yeah, definitely. And I think another thing as well is don't forget that it's good to show that the preparation that you've put in. Um, so, for example, to these webinars, uh, I know all the grads and myself and Jess and Nina have, have put in loads and loads of prep. And you know, I'm not I'm not ashamed to tell you all that. I'm not ashamed when you know I go to meetings with employers either to show them the prep that I've done. It shows that you care. It shows that you're driven. It shows that you really have thoroughly researched the employers as well. Um, so, but kind of don't hold that back. You know, it's a really good thing that you are doing your research. Um, and refer back as well you know if I was Network Rail for example and you came to um, be interviewed by me I would I would say oh look you know I follow Network Rail on Grad Cracker I've watched your webinar it was fantastic it's really good to show that you've you've done you've thoroughly done your research and you haven't just looked at specific areas as well and um, you've listened to the grads you know what they're all about and what they're up to and um, so yeah thank you Nina. that's really good advice interesting as well that you know there's a i know it's only the second webinar but you know a common thread already seems to be research and being able to you know one show off that you've done your research and understand the business but two it 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 makes the um, application process easier because then you genuinely know you want to apply and you want to work for that company because you know you've got a genuine interest and you know you believe what the business is doing is the right thing so i think you know for again something to definitely for the students to take away it just seems a very common thread that you know you want the students to do your research i think as well it stands out when you don't i can imagine as a recruiter you know when you're sat in front of someone and you know you're asking these questions and it must be hard you know if you haven't done your research and you don't know um um, so yeah definitely research is key well also the more prepared you are the more confident you're going to be once you're in your interviews as well yeah completely agree and I think as well you know I mentioned at the beginning of the webinar about all the positive um compliments and comments that we had from um, the audience last time so it's worth the audience knowing this time and it it, it's not just students out there who are watching this it's careers it's unis it's employers as well Um, and some of the comments that myself and jessica had back following on from the last webinar was oh thank you for saying that that's what we want to say as well that's the point that we want to make so don't just think it's you know Grad Cracker and Network Rail saying this, it's all of the unis out there and everybody else. So it's kind of, it's, it's nice to know that we're all like singing from the same hymn sheet as well. Brilliant, thanks Nina. Um, so what we're going to do now is move on to the grads. Come on grads, you're up. Woo. Um, so Jessica's going to take over this bit as well. Michael knows that we're crazy, so that's why he's laughing. Um, so Jessica's going to take over this bit and answer the, question, and ask the questions. Um, so over to you Jess. Yeah, so uh, my first question is for uh, Alex uh, and Michael and uh, Addy. Um, What I want to know is why did you initially apply to Network Rail and what uh, originally attracted you to work for them? So uh, Alex, do you want to go first? Yeah, sure. Um, I think with Network Rail, it's a a massive organisation, right? So there's about 40,000 employees, I think. so that definitely attracted me because I, I knew sort of coming out of uni, I wanted to get as much experience as I could and sort of entering such a big organisation. I knew that I would have lots of training opportunities, um, sort of loads and loads of time and opportunities to grow and develop as, yeah. as a graduate and as a working professional. Um, and the scheme itself, I think it, it was the rotational placements, you know, the opportunity to get experience in you know three different areas of engineering yeah i didn't particularly know when i graduated what area i wanted to go into okay. like if i wanted to do design or if i was more sort of interested in more of the construction side or yeah. if i wanted to go more down a management route um so yeah having two years to kind of take stock and get lots of experience and then kind of understand where i wanted to sort of specialize in yeah i think that was the major sort of pull and also the culture at Network Rail, you know, you've already touched on uh, flexibility. I think Nina was saying about that. 
Yeah. Um, I, you know, I just got such a good sense when I went for my interview that, that, that we matched up. Yeah. Um, and I did do my research and I just felt like it would, we were well suited. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what, what really drew me in. Alex, um, I was just going to say, Alex, you know, you just mentioned about, um, 40,000 people, 40,000 strong network rate. Now to some people in our audience think, wow, that is quite intimidating, but you know, we're, were you intimidated by that? I know it's a lot of people, but when we went to Network Red, it was quite an, it seemed like a quite a nice family culture there. Yeah, it is because it's separated. So, you know, you've got 40,000 people UK wide. Yeah. Um, and as a graduate, you're separated into a route. Mm-hmm. So I was put in the Angular route. Um, so it only covers, I'm not entirely sure how many people are in the Angular route, but it's a few thousand, I think, rather than 40,000. And you're, you're put into a team and you've got other graduates that are also on that route. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of, because it is separated into different, I mean, we've got, we've got regions now, but then you've also got routes, which are even smaller. Um, There is that, it's a big company. So there's lots of opportunity. If I wanted to move up to Scotland or, you know, see something in Wales or I I can, but at the same time, it hasn't lost that kind of small sort of company feeling. Yeah. Because you are in teams that are, say, 10 or 15 people. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I don't think there's any need to be intimidated because you're, ne- you're never going to meet all 40,000. Um, <laughs> that would be intimidating. But, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'm not sure what else uh, Michael and Addy would like to say. But... Great. Thanks, Alex. No worries. So, Addy, do you want to add to that? Uh, yeah. Chose to apply was because some network pro grads came to a career fair at my university during my final year, and one of them had actually gone to my university. So we just had a chat, catching up, and I asked him, you know, give me, give me the truth. Yeah. And he said, yeah, it's a great company to work for. So after talking to him, I thought I could see myself there. So I did some research about what they did, what network pro does, and just responsibilities, and I realised one how large the company was. Because I was, I was like Alex, I was unsure about what I wanted to do and what specific type of engineering I wanted to do. But I always thought if I joined a large company, I have the option just to sort of maybe move around a bit and try different areas. Yeah. And I also wanted to work abroad as well. So researching about Network Rower, I realised that there were actually international opportunities as well. So that's why I applied in the end. Brilliant. It's interesting, isn't it? You know, I think, you know, you put a lot of onus, I can imagine, you know, you've went, went, went through, you, you go through thinking, I need to know by the end of, you know, when I finish with my degree, what my career is going to be like and where I'm going to be. And it's interesting how both Alex and Addy, you both said, you didn't know, you know, you, you're thinking, I don't actually know right now what career path I want to go in, but how fabulous is it that, you know, Network Rails, you know, offers that and offers you to experience so many different routes and then at the end of it, where you can almost pick and choose the career that you want. Um, because I think sometimes, I think students do put that pressure on themselves, thinking, you know, when I finish, I'm going to be doing this and I'm going to be doing that. And you don't necessarily always follow that particular career path. So it's, it's quite interesting how you both didn't know, but now you're doing something which, you know, it's a bit different, but you love. Um, Michael, same with you. Why was you initially attracted to Network Health? Um, so it's... It's always been a company that's visible, that been visible to me for a while. So as a student, you take a lot of trains, so you tend to see the logos about and you recognize it. Yeah. But, um, like Addy and Alex, I didn't really have any specific company in mind when I was applying for uh, jobs. But I, w- I knew that I wanted to do something to do with electrical power. So I looked at the companies that you know, had some sort of uh, electrical power related engineering within what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, and the more I found out about Network Road, the more attracted I was to it. Like the culture, it really fits into the kind of person I am. And I think that's really important as well. Like uh, Nina was saying, it, it's, it's a two-way thing. Yeah. So those are the main reasons why I applied for that. Adi, can I just go back to you? Because I think a lot of uh, our audience will be thinking about the internationals international opportunities with Network Rail, what, what kind of opportunities are they um, available to them? So when I initially joined, 
I was just researching everything about them and I realized that we actually have a consultancy as part of it, Network Royal Consulting. Right. Um, because what we, the work we do in the UK is very, very good. We know we are railway experts or throughout the company. So other countries are very, very keen to learn from us and we were more than happy to go over there and share our experiences. So there are opportunities from Saudi Arabia to Australia, uh, North America, and just all around Europe as well. So that was what sort of drew me in. And when we got to this scheme, there was actually an opportunity to do, a, to do an international placement last year that came up and I applied to it. And I was, um, I was very, very fortunate that I was meant to be going to Boston this year for six months. But unfortunately, due to COVID, that couldn't happen. Yeah, but uh, might still be able to pick up on that next year. Yeah, I think, I think that's really good, Eddie. I think that's, that's a lot of things that people weren't it's now that people won't be aware of either that network rail does and um, so yeah yeah thanks for giving us that insight well Adi, should we stick with you because what i do want to talk about next is um kind of the interview process and the the assessment center experience that, that you had and um, can you tell uh, the listeners in a bit more detail about how you found it and what experiences you you experienced <laughs> well as far as interviews, there were two interviews that we did. The first one was a video interview okay. um, while doing the application process. And for mm -hmm. that one, it was just you know, be prepared as much as you can do your research, look professional, wear a shirt and a tie or, or mm -hmm. just a smart, something smart. Yeah. And that was very, very different. But in the in-person one, it was very, very welcoming because it was just the two, two people you walk into a room and they just greet you and just let you get comfortable and just sort of talk around and just enter the environment. And it was, it was, it was really, really encouraging because I got this sense very much that they wanted me to do well Brilliant. and they wanted me to be able to um, actually get my point out fully. And it gave me chances to just evaluate what I was saying and then even just explore it a bit more. It was really good. Oh, that's nice you said that as well because I think you know I know when you've gone for interviews in the past you do get nervous don't you think is the person at the other end other side of the table going purposely try and trip me up are they, you know are they testing me are they testing my knowledge but it's nice that obviously you, you felt as though that you know they're wanting you to do well they're encouraging you you know I think sometimes you get so nervous before an interview expecting there to be a monster sorry Nina you're not a monster but you know what I mean so at the other end the table you know judging everything you've said so that's great that you felt like that and you felt so comfortable i don't know jess and speaking on behalf of our experience as well at gradcracker we've um we've interviewed for members of staff here and i know before i've interviewed sometimes i feel really nervous yeah. <laughs> i feel nervous about my job and i feel nervous for them as well so it's it's not just you know you who's attending the interview might feel a bit apprehensive think about the interviewer they might feel a little bit nervous as well yeah, and do you know there's a good point there as well because I've said that when I've been in presentations and talking to talking to the listeners, I always say, you know, before you go into an interview, um, you know, think about have empathy for the other person because ultimately the the person at the other side of the table or other side of the Zoom call or whatever, um, wants you know the person that they're interviewing to be genuinely interested. You know, they want someone who really wants to work for their business, and um, so you know. I think if you show that again with your research and, you know, showing that you, you, you genuinely are interested and you're passionate about the company and the role, that will also come through. And that's something as a, an interviewer, um, you know, you want to hear. I'm sure you have that, Nina. You know, you, you want someone to want to work for Network Rail and to show off that, that they're genuinely interested. Yeah, of course. And I think you tend to find the people that do the ones that do prepare and they're, they're showing you all their research and what they've done at uni and they want to talk about it and they're very curious. They ask lots of questions. Yeah, I can imagine. And just keeping on um, with the kind of application process, Nina, um, you know, you mentioned earlier about your kind of the gamification testings you do. Yeah, the psychometric <laughs> testing. Yeah, it seems quite a, a new thing of the years that the employers are starting to do. Um, could you kind of maybe talk in a little bit more detail about what the process is like? You know, for example, so obviously the download, the app, have the, is it kind of certain timeframes they've got to complete these kind of games? How does it work in a little bit more detail? 
So when you first download the app, there's uh, like a pre-game that you can play just to so you kind of understand the games that are, are going to come up. But it takes around 20 to 30 minutes. Okay. And there, there aren't any sort of questions. You can't get it right or wrong. It's purely you're just playing a game and it's just measuring your competencies, your strengths, your behaviours, how you would play the game, what you would choose, what you would do. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, that, and that's pretty much it. But it's just 20 to 30 minutes. So you don't get like kicked out almost, you know, if you don't get anything, you know, wrong. You, can you do the games multiple times or? Um, I'm not sure. I can find out about that though. But um, I know that you just need to take your time and you can do it whenever you want. So it's not something that needs to be done there and then. I see. Um, yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. When you're relaxed and in a good headspace, whatever. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. It's just something to look out. I don't think you, you, um, you could probably second this, Carla. It seems to be quite new, quite common method that our employers are starting to do more of. So again, just the listeners, when you do start applying, prepare for this because you know it could be that you. Yeah, if you if you Google Arctic Shores, you can see the app, and you know you can find out a little bit more about it if you want to know before you actually have to do it. Okay, yeah. brilliant. And what we'll do, Nina, is we'll probably get together after. Um, this anyway and what we could maybe do is put some look into the gamification um, mm -hmm. area a little bit more and put some hints and tips together put a blog yeah. on your hub as well and we'll include that blog on the career center for all that for all the listeners out there and um, i know within the career center there's also a section for advice on online tests which include you know like your, your virtual tests or your game gaming tests and things like that so check that out um, and we'll, we'll add to the network rail section and um, after the webinar yeah cool maybe the grads have done the psychometric testing games i'm sure if they've done it yeah we have yeah it was, it was the same when we did it yeah, yeah. <laughs> how did you find it can you give any hints and tips michael to any of the students to i think, I think compared to compared to a lot of the other companies it's a dream it's <laughs> Compared to some of some of the things that they make you do, it's it's a joy. And if you if you um, if you have the numerical abilities, you should be fine with it. And it's sort of things like identifying the patterns and sequences, so that kind of thing. So um, I think there's nothing to worry about when it comes to the the um, psychometric tests. Yeah. Adi, have you got anything to add to that? You were nodding along. Uh, well, I prepped for that game the way I prepped for any other sort of psychometric test, and I was completely overprepared because <laughs> I kept, I thought, I kept looking at very, very questions that I could solve, and I kept thinking, this has got to be a trick. <laughs> Where is it? I can't see it. But I just, I just sort of stepped back a bit, got comfortable, and then just, just did it. Yeah. Yeah, it really is that straightforward. Oh, that's good. How do you zone yourself then? Do you get yourself in like a quiet room with pen and paper next to you? You're going to say no, man. Because like, no, I was in front of telly. <laughs> how, how do you like mentally prepare yourself for these things like you would an interview? Practice. Yeah, <laughs> you, have, yeah, you have to do a lot of practice to get it down to muscle memory. And then, yeah. <laughs> Just replicate the same environment. Yeah. I usually have the same song playing on repeat, headphones on loud. Really? Wow. Tell everyone to go away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah go away, yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of companies put too much emphasis on the psychometric tests as well, and they lose out on a lot of uh, quality candidates as well. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is a shame. Yeah. Because it actually takes a lot of energy to study mm -hmm. for one. Mm. And even even though you're capable of actually passing it, you yeah. just don't have time to dedicate to it. Yeah. Alex, have you got um, any kind of advice from the experience that you had? So, say for example, the assessment centre. How did you conquer your assessment centre day? Um, yeah, I mean it's been touched on a lot already. You need to know your company well, right? Because yeah. I mean, at the time, I was applying for lots of different different jobs um within the civil engineering industry yeah and when it came to the network rail one i knew that you know you just you need to know your stuff about the company for sure so i spent quite a lot of time looking at network rail's values obviously you know safety is very very for network rail particularly um it's crucial 
Um, yeah. So I did quite a lot of research about that. Um, and then I just tried to be as authentic as possible. You know, I think it's so important to be honest. Um, and I, uh, I tried to sort of see the interviewers, you know, I'm interviewing them as much as they're interviewing me. Yeah. Because, you know, I did sort of think that, you know, you have a value. You've spent a long time studying um, for your degrees and uh, it, it needs to be the right fit for both both yourself and the company. You're going to be spending a lot of time there. You're going to be investing, you know, a lot. Um, so, yeah, I think I think being honest um, and, you know, as it happened when I went to my interview, um, similar to what Addy was saying, my interview has made me feel so at ease. Um, and I just felt like I was having a conversation. Um, I was very nervous and I'm sure I rambled a little bit, but I think again, it kind of goes back to just being authentic, um, and play to your strengths. You know, I like to talk, so I did a lot of talking, yeah. but you know, every company needs lots of different people. You know, they need, they need people that are perhaps a little bit quieter. Um, and you know, if you're passionate, it will come through. So yeah, I say that they're, they're the main things, really my advice. Um, and don't worry, you know, if, if you don't get this one, there will be other opportunities. I think for me personally, when I finished uni, I was kind of panicking, you know, like you said before about wanting to know what's next. Yeah. And I realized actually, as long as you're doing something that you care about and you're passionate about, then it's fine. It will all fall into place. And that sounds a bit sort of cliche or whatever, but, um, yeah, just um, give it your best shot. Um, yeah, and it's, you're going to learn from it, you know? Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, and uh, yeah, I think it's all about, this is what we look for um, as well. It's, it's all about being yourself because if you go in and you put on an act, you can't, you can't act forever. And um, so you might as well go in, be yourself, you know, but here at Gradcracker, we've got some quieter ones, some louder ones and everything else. But, but that combination, like Alex says, that comb combination of characters makes us who we are. And it obviously makes Network Rail who they are as well. So yeah, I think, I think that's, that's a really good point to make. It's don't be afraid to be yourself. So I was going to move on from the application process and talk maybe a bit more about what life is like now. Um, so sticking with you, maybe Alex, you know, you know, tell me a bit like a typical day in the life of being Alex and what, <laughs> what, does, what does your work life look like at the moment? Okay, so as I said right at the start, I'm actually off the grad scheme now. Yeah. Um, so I've taken my first role as a project engineer. Um, but before that, I was doing quite a similar role. Um, so I was effectively working as an assistant project engineer um, before I applied applied for the role. Um, Sorry, Alex, so I'm just going to oh, jump on a sec. So yeah. you, you're on your programme. Yeah. You've been assisting. Was you on the current project you're on now? Or you, were you in that team? Or? No, I've, I've moved teams. Okay, so um, you've moved teams. Keeping within that area you were interested in originally from the programme. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. so, yeah, so I'm, I joined the same year, as Addy said, as Addy and Michael. So in September, that's sort of the end of our grad scheme. But I chose to start applying early mm -hmm. um, because roles were coming up and I felt like I was ready. Um, so prior to that, as an assistant project engineer, um, my main role is to offer assurance. So essentially, um, we have separate designers. Um, so for example someone like Mott McDonald um, and they send in a design for uh, say a footbridge uh, refurbishment okay. and then my main role was to go through that design and make sure that everything made sense mm -hmm. uh, from an engineering perspective from a commercial perspective is it safe is it feasible um, and then I had to essentially submit my comments to push the project forward and if I thought, hang on a minute, you know, there's no way that they could possibly do this, yeah. then, you know, that's a red flag and, and we'd work together to resolve it. Um, the team that I was in before I left the scheme, they have a set contractor called BAM, mm -hmm. uh, BAM Nuttall, and they do all the major jobs um, for that team. Um, so I'd be in meetings, um, talking to the contractors, um, you know, making sure that they were on target. Um, so yeah, lots and lots of little, little bits and bobs. I mainly focused on canopies. So over uh, stations, the sort of roofs over a station okay. and then bridges. 
-hmm. um, but currently I'm working on earthworks. So either side of the railway, you tend to have an embankment yeah, uh, or a cutting. So things that look sort of like a valley or uh, little hill, hilltops. And um, I'm sort of making sure that they're stable and they're safe. Um, as I said before, it's all about safety. So yeah, it's really interesting. I'm continually learning um, and no, no day is the same at the moment. So yeah, what's the biggest kind of challenge you face at the moment um, doing the role that you, that, that you are doing? What, is there anything kind of big learning curves that you're going through at the moment? Anything you struggled with? I think it's, uh, it's the concepts, you know, there's a lot of, um, of, of things to learn, but I kind of don't particularly, it is a challenge, but I, I like the challenge. I like the fact that I don't know everything. And um, yeah. um, we have sort of a set of standards. Um, that you have to follow and each of the standards are quite you know they tend to be quite long documents so reading through those and making sure that you know I'm giving it giving it my best shot but I do have you know I have mentors I have um, a really good line manager and all the other engineers are always on hand if I have any questions um, so yeah it, it doesn't it doesn't feel like the walls are closing in it it feels like you know it's lots of opportunity really. a lot of responsibility not yet eventually eventually i'll have responsibility but for now i'm still learning um thankfully i'm shadowing someone that eventually i'll take over his role but um yeah it's good good sounds very interesting it's yeah. funny isn't it you know can you imagine already after finish you know when you started your program to where you are now you've achieved you know so much doing what you're doing now could you imagine doing what you're doing now when you first started no i mean to be honest i didn't know the job existed um, yeah. so <laughs> i had no idea i mean I, I similar to michael you know i going up i'm from cambridge originally so you know going up to manchester and down to exeter i took a lot of trains when i was at uni mm. but i really didn't know that much about the railway and you know once you actually start your job with network rail it, it's endless there's so much that goes into keeping the railways running and um yeah i i'm elated it's 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 yeah it's funny because i i didn't know this job existed and i feel like it's the perfect role for me so that's great yeah no, that's what we did here do you want to talk a bit about your experiences so far and what your typical day would look like okay so um my typical day right now is just i'm working with teams i'm working with three different teams at the moment all remotely from home so one of the teams is in York, well, two of them are in York, two of them are hey, in like York and the other team, <laughs> and the other one's in Milton Keynes. So yeah, it's, uh, at the moment, I'm just going through different video calls every single day, different safety hours, different updates, uh, three different sets of reports and things to do. Yeah. And it's interesting because I'm getting three different perspectives all at once, which I wouldn't have ever seen myself doing. Because mm -hmm. they're all very, very different pieces of work in different areas. And then um, mainly in the afternoon, I actually get some time to get on with what I, the products I have. Yeah. And just use all the information I've taken in from the meetings in the mornings to just make it better and improve it. Brilliant. So when you finish your programme, where do you kind of see your career going af after that? Um... I think at the moment I might try and go into a maintenance sort of role. Okay. That's quite trackside, quite down to earth in the actual asset because I'd, I'd like to hone my craft a bit. But after that, I probably somewhere in projects similar to Alex, just working and planning things early in advance and just uh, keeping control from that angle. And then working abroad, hopefully, in the next couple of years. Yeah, that's always going to be the next part. I know you've touched upon that earlier, Addy, with, you know, um location and being flexible and um, i think that's great as well that you know obviously picking um network rail you know obviously the company can facilitate that and um, obviously that was an initial attraction you say um right at the beginning being able to to work abroad and um, so you know if you were to do that how does network rail help with relocation packages you know i'm guessing they, they offer a lot of support well there's a lot of support i think one of the things that I'm going to do but I don't think it's necessary is that there's so much support from the grad scheme to get our chartership and to become professionally registered engineers mm -hmm, that yeah. that in itself makes international work a lot easier yeah 
And because the scheme's accredited by um, the IMFP and the Engineering Council, we've got an, an MPDS system and one for civil engineering as well, mm -hmm. the ICE, that we can just quickly get through our chartership and be, mo be monitored and mentored as we do it. So I think with that, that's a great support as well to actually yeah. have all the accolades you need. And then with a the relocation, there are, they've got it down to a process. So there's people there to help you with them actually relocating and finding new um, living, living conditions. Um, they want to take into account your family needs as well. If you've got young children or a spouse oh, that you'd wow. like to move yeah. with you, um, mm -hmm. they can travel and just sort of welcoming you and greeting you there as well. But it's, it can be, a, it can be quite daunting just to change countries so suddenly. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. Huge. And um, that's great that obviously, again, you get the opportunity to do it, but the support and the network, no pun intended, but you, you know, that you have that the uh, business offers you, which is fantastic. And yeah. um, Michael, do you want to kind of touch a bit upon, I know you're in a similar stage to Addy in terms of timeline of your grad program, you know, where are you thinking of going next? Is it again, something a bit different that you didn't expect yourself to be going into? So similar to Addy, um, I'm looking to go into a project role, but whether that's right now or, something yeah. towards that yeah so somewhere in projects ideally and then we'll see after that so i know again it's, i can imagine that chartership is is something big for for all three of you and yeah. um, when do you expect to be chartered have you kind of set yourself a bit of a goal have you got so uh, my um, my plan is to be chartered within the next three years wow but that is quite a strict deadline yeah that <laughs> quite, is. Um, yeah so as um, graduates coming into Network Pro, you're expected to be working towards chartership. Right. So a lot of the graduates coming in will be coming in from um, accredited courses. Yeah. So we're expected to start working on towards um, chartership straight away. Okay. Um, but there's there's no real pressure onto when you want to do it as long as you're keeping track of that and staying on it. So that three-year kind of deadline you've set yourself is more you personally rather than yeah, the... it's a personal, it's a personal target. Right. Okay. I think Alex, are you got some new things under your chartership. You going to be on it for the next three years? <laughs> yeah. Well, I've kind of given myself five years, but that includes the grad scheme. So similar to Michael, about yeah, hopefully in the next two to three years, um, I will be going for it. But yeah, um, I, I had quite a slow start, um, if I'm honest, when I first joined the grad scheme. But I'm, yeah, I'm getting, I'm pretty much caught up now. So yeah, I'm hoping. I've got a really, really good mentor. Um, so yeah, it's, it's looking good. It's just getting the experience and um, yeah. yeah. That's good. Um, my next question, um, I suppose, uh, Adi, I know you, you've, you've kind of prepared this one, but it's kind of open to any of you. Um, you know, what advice would you give um, to either your younger self or to the listeners that are listening now um, on you know, anything that you've kind of gone through that you were really nervous for uh, before you did it? Um, I would say... If I was to go back and talk to my younger self, I would say keep on browsing the internet and sort of just having fun with it, just on websites, because so, so much of what you can stumble across, like new technologies and new ideas and new insights, if you don't actually keep on just sort of procrastinating on the weekends or whatever and browsing the internet, you can lose touch of what's actually current. And if you keep on doing that, you can put yourself in a position where you might not be as up to date on things as you normally would be. So. I'd say keep on browsing the internet, keep on exploring things and from the conferences that come up and any, any exciting opportunity. It can just really help you develop your mind state. And the one thing I, I would really say to my younger self is uh, ask for more, just in general. Okay. It's very, very true. If you don't ask, you don't get. Yeah. Right, yeah. And I, I realized that when I was younger, I did not ask enough and I should have. Good, good advice. That no, I think I think it's funny. Is I think as you get older, you get a bit more confident. You think, um, you know, it's easy to it's easy to say that, but no, definitely that that is a great bit of advice. Be a bit more confident and ask. If you don't ask, you don't get exactly. Um, to, to add to what Adi's just said, um, I think it's important to keep an open mind as well. So, like Alex, just she just she had no idea what role she was going to go into, and then she just found this role that's perfect for her. I think uh, for me it was similar in that I never 
went into electrical engineering initially. I actually started on aerospace engineering. Oh, really? Um, yeah. So thinking, oh, I hated, I hated um, electrical initially. Right. And I found that those were the modules that I enjoyed. So for me, my advice would be um, keep an open mind, especially when it comes to what engineering discipline that you're enjoying and you want to go into. Yeah. It's interesting that, isn't it? You know, I think you know, keeping an open mind is so key because yeah. you know where it can take you in the future. But I think as well, I think, um, did you get any work experience at all, Michael? Did you do... Uh, no, I went straight into, straight into the four years and then went off into the graduate programme. I see, yeah. Well, I think if you can, if you can get work experiences, that's invaluable. Yeah, definitely. You know, that's one of the things, again, I, when I'm speaking to the students and I say, you know, and I think it's something that the, the careers advisors at the university encourage students to do because it just helps you, doesn't it? It helps you yeah. realise, yeah. is this something actually I want to do? And it could be that you come from it thinking actually mm. that's not the right industry. Yeah. Especially if your grades aren't where you want them to be. I think it can really help to set you apart having that real life experience in the industry yeah. you're trying to go into. So if you can, yeah, definitely it's worth any students that are listening now, if you're you know, a first year student or um, about to start your second year, if you can start thinking about a placement, yeah. start having a look at the opportunities that are out mm. there, if you can get any work experience. And Even if it's a summer internship, it will really make a difference. Yeah, brilliant. I just said that, Alex. Sorry, Michael. Uh, next, Alex, is um, a bit, you know, kind of, what I know you've kind of touched upon it really, but your your five year plan. Um, obviously, I know you've mentioned about you want to be chartered. Um, where else can you see yourself going? Can you see yourself obviously still with Network Rail, and where can you see yourself progressing to? Yeah, so as you said, chartership is kind of what I'm really rooting for at the moment because, as Addy said, it's it, it will really kind of help if I do ever want to work abroad, and yeah. I definitely. I, I could definitely see myself working abroad, even if it was just for on a six month kind of basis. I just think there's so many cool projects out there and um, you know, why not? Um, yeah, so that would be good. I mean, I really, really like the team I've landed in. So I think there's lots and lots of opportunities to grow, uh, take on more responsibility, um, potentially get a promotion within Network Rail um, and then just sort of see what happens. I mean, there's quite a lot of unknowns, isn't there? So but yeah, definitely chartership, um, hopefully some sort of promotion. Um, and then, you know, I, I, because I was on the Anglian route and I grew up in Cambridgeshire, I, I know that area of the UK really well. Mm -hmm. So it's quite exciting to be able to kind of, now I'm in the Southeast, I'm getting to know the Kent kind of region really well. There's, you know, there's opportunities UK wide and as Addy said, globally within Network Rail. So I'll probably, you know, if, if the opportunities don't arise in my current route, I, I would definitely consider moving. Um, yeah, just see, just keep keep building up my knowledge base. I mean, I haven't really decided a certain like niche really. I mean, I'm working within sort of geotech and drainage at the moment, but I still have quite a good love for structural engineering. So it's really hard because I everything I do I seem to quite enjoy, but I think as it progresses, I'll um. I'll figure it out but yeah the number one thing that I'm really going for is chartership um that's good just going back to the point you made on um you know being flexible in terms of your locations I think something you know that is a good bit of advice really to be honest Alex because I think sometimes um you know for whatever reason sometimes students do kind of narrow the search and think I just I do want to stay here in this particular location but by you know being flexible um, whether it would just be within, you know, the UK or a bit like what Addy's doing, you know, globe trotting and um, going across the world. But, um, you know, by doing that, it does open up your, your kind of your options, doesn't it? And I think, you know, that is a good bit of advice, you know, beneath all that. I think it's something I do try to say, to, you know, we do, me and Carla do try and say to our students to be flexible on locations because where you end up could be, you know, a really good place and actually... You know, is is it is a opportunities these can arise, can't they? If you are flexible. Um, yeah. So, um, Michael, five year plan. I know by that point you'll already be, you know, a chartered engineer. <laughs> yeah, ideally already be chartered by then. Yeah. But, um, in terms of a, of a role, I I intentionally keep it quite open because um, the way progression works in network role, you 
it's very much competency based. So you can be doing one role and then take a lot of the competency for another job and then really fancy that one and go off into it. But mm -hmm. I do know that I want to be in a managerial position. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm keeping it open. Michael, your five-year plan is to be on another webinar with us in five years. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> yeah, just to all the listeners, you might actually recognise Michael's face because I we use Michael's face a lot around the website. So within the Career Centre, when you click on, I think it's Insight, you'll see Michael's face. We used Michael put that there together. And then we've got some new banners going around the website this week. Again, you'll see Michael's lovely face. But Addie's going to be on there as well now because you're a little bit envious, aren't you? So we're going to we're going to change things at Michael. So don't be jealous. We're going I to am a bit, it. yeah. I didn't know Michael got around to doing all this stuff. <laughs> so we can share it with all your family. That'll be really nice. <laughs> so yeah, and um, just to recap on a couple of points where I think there's a similar thread through Nina and all the grads. Um, you know, be yourself. Um, Michael didn't actually say this, but I think the point that he was get, getting to was, you know, embrace change as well. So, you know, you started off doing one degree, then you thought, oh, actually, no, I prefer the electrical side of things. So you know, don't be afraid to change. Um, yeah. Put yourself out there and remember to do your research as well. So I think those are kind of similar things that, like everybody's mentioned throughout the webinar. Um, what I'd just like to do is obviously thank everybody. Um, I said at the beginning that, you know, the guys here have taken... This is a bit of a chunk out of their day, so thank you very much for participating. Um, to our audience out there, I hope you found it really useful. Um, why not go and follow Network Rail now and be the first to be alert about their opportunities? Um, Nina said at the beginning that either September, October time, Nina, we're thinking about opening. Yeah. Will that, will that be placements and your graduate opportunities? I think so, yeah, but I can confirm for you, Carlos, so you can put that on your website. Yeah, fantastic. So what we'll do is uh, we'll put a little bit of a note on the um, Network Rail Hub so you'll know exactly when they're opening. Um, but follow, then you'll get an email and push notifications. So be, be the, basically be the first to know. Um, as I mentioned at the beginning of the webinar, <laughs> um, you can re-watch them. You can re-watch it all if you'd like to. Um, or you can focus on specific areas that we've included. Um, so things like researching, you know, being yourself, how to put a good quality application together. All the hints and tips that you will need before you start getting your applications in. Um, also, don't forget that we're holding a series of webinars. Um, our next webinar will actually be in two weeks' time um, on the 20th of August with Jessica. So, Jessica will be back, and my colleague Sophie um, will also be joining the webinar as well. Um, and they'll be featuring one of the world's largest chemical producers, INEOS. So, that's really exciting. I know Jess had a meeting with them a couple of days ago, and there's, there's lots to tell you all about. So, I hope you're looking forward to that. Um, just kind of on, on a side note as well, away from the, the webinar um, strand, we've, we've noticed at the moment that a lot of employers have started to open up their opportunities now for 2021. Um, some are currently recruiting to start this year as well. Um, so make sure you get onto Gradcracker, check out Gradcracker on a daily basis, get your applications in, do your research, you know, listen to the guys here. Everything that they say is, is really um really interesting facts that you need to take on board and um, so yeah just would like to say thank you very much everybody again and um, for joining us and um, good luck with your futures you've all seems to have got lots going on um, and yeah we'll hope to see you all again soon thanks for having us thank you. Thank you, bye. 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 Bye.